We want to underscore again that we're coming to Chicago peacefully, but whether we're given permits or not, we're coming. We're going to Chicago to protest the Vietnam War. And there's no place to be right now but in it. We watched for a decade while these rebels without a job tell us how to prosecute a war. Well, they're going to spend their 30s in a federal facility, real time. People say, you know, Abby, are you concerned about an overreaction from the cops? Holy shit. You all right? No words until it's all there. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another Film Optics Review brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I'm your host, Christian, and today we're going to be reviewing the latest Netflix original movie, The Trial of the Chicago 7. And as always, I'm here uh, joined by my good friend and my co-host, Devin. How are you doing, buddy? Doing uh, good. How's your week, man? The, been, the events uh, of this movie take place right in my backyard. Yeah. You've been right uh, in the old get, town. Ooh. It was it was it was it was it was very very good. I I enjoyed. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it all that much, and I I was I was proven wrong. So you you getting ready to join the PlayStation Nation? The big I, game. I guess I guess so. The, the, the single player life, Devin. We're, we're we're done with the multiplayer stuff. We don't. Oh we don't no. Do that anymore. <laughs> only only us. only when I'm very desperate and bored, I'll I'll turn that thing on. Oh. <laughs> Well, besides Spider-Man, you got—I mean, you might as well go through the entire PS4 catalog. I mean, the games are super cheap, and oh. Christmas is right around the corner, so they're going to be super cheap digitally as well. So I'm, I'm in no rush. I, I want sure. you to at least play The Last of Us. That's that, that is that is my <laughs> it's only a long request. one. It is not a long one. The first game's like okay. Well, going through it the first time, it might take eh, 12, 13 hours. All right, that's not but, bad. It's it's on like it, it is it is a very isn't short, the second like, one super long? Uh, the second okay, so the second one is longer than the first, but my first playthrough it took me like twenty four hours, but like I mean it was my first playthrough, so like I didn't you know I didn't really know what was going on you know I'm trying to pay attention to attention to the story and kind of just taking the like I didn't you know obviously there's a lot of like twists and turns and stuff but going through it again like like if i'm playing the last of us remastered i can beat that game in like eight hours because i know what to do but i mean first playthrough i would say i would say between 20 and 24 hours it just depends on if you try to rush it or not well as as of right now it's it's just a spotty station Uh, Gotta, gotta start somewhere yeah that's true that's true all right, so let's get into this little uh, housekeeping here. Before we begin today's discussion, we would like to thank Netflix for allowing us to watch and review this film. And, of course, you can listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Red Circle, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. So let me read the synopsis really quick, and we'll just um, dive right in. Of course, again, this is an embargo review. The film does not hit Netflix until October 16th. Yeah, so we're gonna we got keep it nice it. and early. I know. I didn't even realize. I thought it was like next week. And I double-checked to see what the release date was. I was like, October 16th. I'm like, well, I guess that does make sense. And we needed something <laughs> to pass the time. I mean, unless unless we can watch Antebellum, you know, pay for that VOD. My mom really wants to. I don't know why. 
I kind of want to like. I mean, it just, it just looks interesting to me. It but does. like, I already know the twist. But it's still interesting to me. Like I, I mean, I wouldn't mind revealing it if you're down. You know, split it fifty fifty and have a good time. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. What uh, the synopsis for The Trial of Chicago 7 reads, the film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more arising from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the national and... Uh, oh, sorry, the... Na- Ah, I cannot read today. I'm sorry, guys. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a conversation about mayhem intended to undermine the U.S. government. This is uh, written and directed by Academy and Emmy Award winner, winner, not winner, winner, Aaron uh, Skorkin. And producers include Matt Jackson, uh, Tyler Thompson, uh, Stuart Besser, and Mark Platt. Again, this does release on Netflix on October 16th of this year. And th- I would say this this cast is pretty stacked, man. There, there's a lot of... You, you got Yaya, uh, Mateen II in here. You got Sasha Baron Cohen. You got Joseph Gordon-Levitt. All, all, the, uh, all the three named people. That's three yeah. in a row right there. Yeah, I, I I won't get into the next one. It's 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 a bit of yeah. A that surprise. one that one's that one's a secret. That one yeah. caught me off guard. I was like, whoa, hello. definitely. I was like, whoa, what, what are you, what are you doing here? But yes, uh, just to name a few of the cast there. But Devin, Devin, I, I want to get your thoughts on this. You're 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 practically a, a true Chicagoan. I don't know what you guys call each, each other out there. I, I don't. Yeah, Chicagoans, nice and easy. <laughs> What did you think of this movie? Like, did you think it was engaging? Your, what What are your first initial thoughts? Well, well, I guess it's smart for us to kind of go into what background knowledge we had on this uh, event because I certainly did not have much. I don't know about you. I didn't know anything about this. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I I, we, we might have learned about it at some point, but I possibly don't think so. We are we are just dumb millennials, so of course we don't know anything. Before about 1990, it. so yeah, that is true. I mean, that that's pretty much. I mean, that's where our lives began. So, but it, but not? if this movie's any indication, history tends to repeat itself. So it's it's good for us to get yeah. this knowledge. That is true because I mean, if you really think about it, we were born in a time where it wasn't there wasn't a lot of turmoil going on in the U.S. at the time, at least for us. I mean. Growing up, us for kids, I mean, again, us being kids, we don't really know what the real world, real world was like. I mean, yes, I mean, things kind of started, you know, picking up, you know, we had 9-11 and, you know, a few other, um, I guess, national crisis. And, of course, you know, uh, we that, re- like, ran us into a war. But, you know, I mean, we were kids, so it's like we don't, we weren't. There's no way we were really paying attention to any of this. And then, and then but, we watched Vice like 12 years later, and we're like, "Oh, that's that's what yeah. happened. That's yeah, that's pretty rough." It's like we just know a guy named Bush is in office. Like, yeah. <laughs> like who is who's 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 Dick Cheney? Like, why is his name Dick? It's weird. But yes, um, I, I do agree with you though. I mean, 
I, I'm assuming you knew more about this than I did going in, because again, I knew nothing about well, this if, whatsoever. Well, I didn't know much, if if any. So, <laughs> but I, I will say the movie did a great job of establishing everybody and establishing the story and explaining it throughout. It did a good job of giving you the information. Not sure if it's entirely accurate. We have right. to ask someone who is an expert, but. <laughs> I feel, like I, I feel like I feel like I came away and ha- and gained some knowledge. It's always good. Yeah, de- definitely. Because I mean, it, I love for whatever reason I love courtroom scenes, and like in movies, it's just and this it, movie it is, is just a, a whole big courtroom scene. <laughs> yeah, like literally, it's it's where all the drama happens. I mean, it's just uh, I I I mean, even when they were you know not in the courtroom, it just it was just continuous drama throughout the entire movie like i felt very anxious but like in a good way and i'm like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next that's, that's aaron sorkin for you he's he's yeah. the king it was it, it it was exhilarating and like you said you know it was very informative because like i said i didn't i had no knowledge of this um at all and i think the movie did a great job of establishing the characters because there are a lot of characters and they're all very different yes <laughs> But yeah, you know, going in um, to the movie, I will say it really, they really know how to set the mood. You know, this is right after, um, oh my gosh, uh, Malcolm X and MLK, um, you know, after their passing. So it kind of happens within that time period. And it's, it's, it's just insane, man. But I guess, I mean, I, I felt pretty inspired by this movie. You know, the yeah. chants and everything they were doing, I was just, I was, ex- I was excited. I was like, yeah. Powers of the people. <laughs> Fight for the revolution. Yeah, but it's just, it's crazy to see. Like, I mean, it's like you said, you know, history does repeat itself. And it's just, it's, I, I it, it was definitely a sight to see. And I'm really glad that I sat down and like watched it and actually paid attention because there are a few movies where I'm like half paying attention. But like, you know, but I feel like with this movie, you can kind of get away with it because I mean, it is heavily dialogue based, but as long as you're a good multitasker, but I would definitely, me personally, I would say all eyes need to be glued onto the TV. Yeah, that's what makes Aaron Sorkin so good because, like you said, his movies are all so dialogue heavy, and it seems like the the subject that they're, they're on could be something that you would like kind of lose interest in at some point, but he's, his writing is so like. Mm-hmm. quick-witted and like sharp it just keeps you paying attention the whole time keeps you engaged i totally totally agree it's just it's it's just one of those crazy crazy movies where it's just, he's like the perfect director they ever could have gotten for this type of movie yeah it really is well i'm, I'm sorry he really is sorry yeah <laughs> sorry about that i like space out there for a second uh but i guess uh between the cast that we did oh it's so stacked mention who was like your favorite um, i guess i mean you know without getting the spoilers just you know, sasha, I really, sasha baron cohen killed it yeah. in this role him yeah. and um jeremy strong his his uh his partner oh. in crime they were so oh, good yeah. they, they they really were i mean, i've always been a big joseph gordon levitt guy i just love every movie that he's in like, yeah I don't he, know he what was it good is. too it's very He's all, he's all, but yes, yes, Sasha Baron Cohen, absolutely. There really wasn't a weak performance from what I saw. 
No, there was not. Um, oh my gosh, the guy who plays uh, Newt's commander, Eddie Redmayne. Um, Eddie, yeah, he Red was Main. one of my friends as well. Yeah, but it was so weird to hear his voice in like an American accent again. Yeah, I don't even know Brits. what kind of accent that was. It was I weird. mean, it, I mean, it was just American. Like, I can't even say what type of American accent, but like, it was so weird to hear him speak that way because apparently like, he. Got into office in California, so maybe it was Californian. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I, it's, I mean, these Brits, man, I'm telling you, they, they can hide their accents so well. But, like, it's it's so hard the other way around, I swear. I, I don't know what it is. I, I feel like our accent is more relaxed and there is theirs is a mo- more punctual. But maybe, I don't know. There's actually a couple of fun facts I saw about casting. There are there is some Ooh. trivia for this movie. Somehow. Ooh, do tell, do tell. Um, originally, the character, the actor who was supposed to play Jerry Rubin, one of the the hippies with the beard, he mm. was that was supposed to be Seth Rogen originally. Really, Defi- I definitely can see that. Hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that too. And also, the actor originally meant to play Bobby Seal, the uh, the Black Panther member, was mm. Jonathan Majors. See, I'm t- I'm t- Jonathan Majors. He needs to be Green Lantern. I'm telling you, I love me some John. I love uh, John David Washington, but Jonathan uh, Majors. Give me John David Washington every time. Uh, no, he's got way. the look. No, I just I mean, okay, yeah, he's got the look, but I'm like Jonathan Majors, man. It's just crazy. It's some crazy stuff. Like he's just he's so good. Like I love everything that he's in. I don't know what it is. I'm not saying that I don't. John J- David Washington. I think they should both be in the MCU. Or, well, or one one already book. is. Well, yeah, that, that is true. That is Someone's got to call up John David. He's, he's waiting by the phone. <laughs> I think he's going to kill it, man. Well, yeah, no, I, I think John David would be, would be good. See, like, I don't know if I wanted to de- debut in DC or uh, Marvel first. I guess it doesn't even matter. So, But I'm, I don't know. Man. There's something about John David Washington. Green. I mean, not... I mean Jonathan Majors and Green Lantern. I just I just love, or even before I think we mentioned, um, gosh, Finn. John John Boyega, all the Johns, John Boyega, all the Johns. They can play John Stewart. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> we can get a John Wick movie out of all these three Johns. There you go, John Wick versus John <laughs> David Washington uh, Majors and John, John Wick would kill Green Lantern. <laughs> I don't care. Anyone says. Probably would. See, oh man, and we're we're supposed to get John Wick four. Have we heard anything about that being moved back? Well, I thought that was supposed to be next year. Is it next year? Okay, I wasn't. Yeah, sure it's coming out the same day as Matrix Four, the <laughs> Keanu Day. Keanu Day. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, guys. We got off track, but that's okay. It's all right. But um, I would definitely say this movie. Um, connects to I think this movie should connect to everyone as of right now because like you said again you know it is today's political agendas and what's going on in the world it's definitely echoing the past of this movie it's it's kind of scary to see how this has happened before and how it's essentially happening again maybe yeah, in a different form it keeps happening in media we're watching this year it's just it's all mirroring what we're seeing in real life and the scary part is it's all like, like the five bloods was another one. Yeah. It's all stuff from like 70, 
50 years ago, and it's just all coming back again. It is, yeah. Like, and and th- and, the, and the scary part is, it's. I mean, yes, the fact that it is, it is happening again, but like the fact that it's only been like 50, 60 years, yeah. like that's not a long time for like it's actually kind of dangerous. It's like okay, like we learned about this like fifty years ago, and it's happening again. That's like that's not even like an entire person's like lifetime, and it's like. And it's happening again, so it's I don't know, man. It's it's, it's some crazy stuff out there. But uh, would you watch this film again, just for like? Because I feel like there was a lot. Like I feel like I gained a lot, but I feel like there was a few things that I definitely missed. I feel like my my answer to this question is always going to be if there's someone to watch it with. Like if they want to yeah. watch it for the first time, then yeah, I'll, I'll put it on. But I don't know. I'm not a rewatcher. Yeah, that is that is very very true. You're not. I I definitely even even if I even if I didn't have anyone to watch it with, I think I would watch this again, and I probably will. Just like it's definitely one of those movies around the year where I can warrant warrant it a rewatch without having to introduce it to someone else. But yeah, I don't know. Was there anything else you wanted to bring up? Um, before we head into scores. How do you think this compares to Aaron Sorkin's other works? We got Social Network, obviously. Just oh. a, an instant classic. I thought, wait, I thought that was Dave, David Fincher. Aaron Sorkin was the writer. Writer, okay, okay. And, That's um, right. Yeah, Fincher directed it. But yeah, yeah he, he wrote yeah. Social Network. He wrote Moneyball. I don't know if you ever saw Molly's Game. That was a good one. I never saw Molly's Game, but I hear it was very good. A Few Good Men. Ooh. We got Ooh. The West Wing. Everyone, I've never watched that show, but a lot of people have. I didn't either. Yeah, he's, he's just he's got Ooh. some bangers. Social I'm Network is s- hard to beat. I don't know. Yes. I, I think, yeah, Social Network is definitely my favorite. Um, of you know from his money. Moneyball's um, the underdog, though it's sneaky. I agree. It, he it, made it, he it made really baseball is. interesting. That's that's how he good did. he is. <laughs> like between that and the Sandlot, those are like the two movies. And I don't even like baseball, but I love those movies. I don't know what it is. I just I just love them. But yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, he made baseball interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Social Network, I mean, that that's, like, right up our alley, too, like, given our, our tech background. Drop, drop the the. <laughs> drop the the. It's cleaner. But I'm just, ugh, man. This this is definitely up there, but I think, like, the the dialogue was just so freaking amazing. So this, It's just so movie. sharp, and, like, every character yeah. gets, like, their moment. Like, they, they get to say, like, their, uh, their memorable line at some point. Yeah, everyone's quick and it's just it's just so snappy. It's, yes, yes, that, that that is that is the perfect word for it. Very, that, and, that's, and that's part of the reason why it's easy to follow along, and it, it doesn't feel like you're like dragging through it. It's because everyone's just so snappy and keeps. It what did going. you think of the runtime? Did you uh, did you feel like it was longer? Or? No, it didn't feel it's too long actually. Yeah, it's it just a testament to the writing. That that is very true. 
And that's... It, sorry, go ahead. And I think with this movie, uh, Netflix now has the two top contenders for best film. But to, five, to Five Bloods the five and bloods. Trial of Chicago 7. Oh, man. The two top dogs. <laughs> the two top dogs. I mean, will they win? That's the question. Because, I mean, even I was hoping for Merritt's marriage story but you know but last year it was stacked and this year will not be stacked was stacked last year oh there's honestly between all of like the best picture winners and just if i would have been happy with like pretty much like 90 percent of them like it was just fantastic but huh man this movie what would you give this movie out of 100 devin i was thinking an 85 Ooh, so I was gonna go pretty up there. there. Yeah, yeah. We were, we were like, both really definitely impressed. It. You know, like and it's it, this movie was like two hours and like fourteen minutes, or mm, I don't know if that was the exact runtime. Don't quote me on that. But it was just amazingly just. I didn't even realize I was like I went to use the bathroom and I paused it. I was like I have thirty minutes left. I yeah. was like I've been sitting here for that long. Didn't even cross my mind. I, I think actually the movie was like so like inspirational in a way. I might look up these these people in real life, like look up some stories and videos, especially Abby Hoffman, yeah. the Sasha Baron oh, Cohen character. He seems yeah. so interesting. I, I I agree, man. It's whew. this this movie was definitely probably one of my favorites of this year so far. Just it's 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 up there for sure. But yes, so an 85 from Devin and a 95 from me, myself, and I. But I believe that wraps it up. That's going to conclude our um, our embargo review of <laughs> The Trial of Chicago 7. Again, Devin, as always, thank you for coming on. And, you know, we talking shop. We're just, uh, we're just chugging along, you know, pumping out content for all you wonderful, wonderful uh listeners out there we love you all very very much and of course you can listen to this podcast on apple podcast spotify stitcher google play red circle tune in iHeartRadio, and amazon music and don't forget to follow us on instagram i've been busting my ass over on instagram for you guys make, making these nice these nice little instagram photos for you guys you know we want to make it all attractive looking and pretty and all this other stuff so yeah, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Film Optics. Optics is spelled with an X. And I believe our next review, I believe our next review is Hellstrom. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Cause, yeah, so next review is going to be Hellstrom from Hulu. Um, we got, um, the first five episodes, I believe. So I think we're just going to do another non-spoiler for that. Um, if we decide to finish it up, nobody knows. We got to watch it first, but, uh, go ahead. And of course, look at our, uh, we, we got some spectacular stuff coming to the podcast. We got, we got our monster land review that's out. That'll be dropping on Hulu this coming up Friday. So definitely, you know, we'll be resharing that with everyone out there. Um, and of course, uh, go ahead and check out the other podcasts on our network, the drive-in 
podcast network. We've got sports, we got music, we got commentaries, and of course, uh, Oscar talk, the missed Oscar tunities, as they like to call it. So there's that. And also, Devin, did you see the video? I wanted to give a shout out to a few of my friends out there, my Cincinnati uh, fellow um, friends who uh, they, they, they made a nice little video, a nice little song that uh, went along with it. I'll probably play the song at the end so everyone can listen to it. It's about yeah, 45, 50 seconds, but it's actually it's pretty catchy. Did, did you uh, catch it yet, Devin? I did not. Uh, it's 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 a hoot and a half, but definitely shout out to my friends Colin, Dylan, Alex, and of course Parker, aka Stu. So might be one of the only bright spots for that team. <laughs> yeah, oh my god, I can't believe they tied. Can't believe they tied with the Eagles. Like that's worse than losing because it messes up everything. It's just, it's just a blemish. It it yeah, it, it literally is, and it's like. I'd rather have the Bengals lose than tie. But obviously, you know, I mean, it was it was either the Eagles or the Bengals. I'm like, eh, Eagles are all right. But I guess I'll root for the Bengals this game. So it is what it is. But, yes, um, yeah. On, oh, my gosh, really, really quick. Uh, keep a lookout for our The, uh, the Boys Season 2 uh, review. That will be coming up within the next two weeks because we only have two episodes left. And, of course, same with a Lovecraft Country that's going to be within uh, two to three weeks as well. So we got a lot of stuff coming out. So that was Devin. My name is Christian, and we will see you guys in the next one. Peace. And now the moment we've all been waiting for. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the Cincinnati Bengals. Gonna win that game for you, baby. Gonna win that game for you, baby.